You are listening to another episode of the Hey Social Babes podcast, where we cover all things business, mindset, self-love, and being a powerful fucking woman. Brought to you by Social Babes Co. If you would like to be part of a fire community that's all about growing and glowing together, make sure you check out the Social Babes Sorority Club, our monthly membership for women in business. My name is Brittany Megan, and I will be your host. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hey, social babes, welcome back to the podcast. I am super excited for today's episode because today I'm going to be joined by Genevieve, who is the CEO and co-founder of Dose Juice, an organic healthy beverage company based in Montreal. So very close to home for me. She is also the mother to Rose and currently pregnant with her second child. She's a feminist. She's a boss ASS woman, and we are so excited to have her here. So this episode is going to be no pun intended, super juicy and we are so excited. Hey Genevieve, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Of course, we're so excited to have you and pick your brain. You are doing something pretty freaking incredible and I know that all of the women listening are going to be so inspired by your stories. So let's go ahead and we'll get this thing started right off. So why don't you go ahead and tell us about yourself and how you got started with Dose Juice? Um. So I mean, like starting those juice is really like kind of a a serendipity meets like just out of luck and doing something without thinking what is going to be in the next five to 10 years. So it just happens step by step. So I got into the entrepreneurial world by accident, if you, if you will, but like before that, I'm just a finance person who studied finance at McGill. So nothing related to juice. It was um, I really just got involved into health and wellness by as a consumer. So just wanting more out of what was in my or what was lacking in my in my food and and wanted to feel my best and, you know, having like the skin problems and the bloating and like the sleep problems, although I thought I was taking care of myself as I, I knew, you know, to, to do it best. And then that's like it's probably, you know, 2012 2013 when I started to really get involved into taking to like my health my nutrition into my own hands and trying to figure out ways to like so I could sleep better and try to control my skin like I always had rosacea and like flares ups and stuff like that that you know no creams or whatnot could could actually help me and then I just realized that you know by by adding more raw vegetables and then like I got into juicing I did it I did a, a 21 day challenge, which is, you know, it's mainly eating raw food. So you have like juices, smoothies, um, and then one um, like salad, like raw meals per day. And I did that with my my partner, my life partner, now my co-founder um, for 21 days. And then we loved it. And then after that, to maintain all the benefits, like we just fell in love with juicing and then we just kept doing it. And then I like, I love all those health and wellness things. And I like, you know, the idea of working out three to four days a week, but like to keep that discipline, it's like very costly for me. So I was like, I need to find someone who would produce or make the juices for me. Um, and that's when that's 2013, I just Google and try to find someone who would do it for me. And that did not back then it did not exist. So in a moment of like wanting to kind of learn more about entrepreneurship and, and just trying out a product and kind of, you know, like do something that will, 
that's out of the day-to-day job and try to surpass yourself. So my partner and I decided to just do kind of a side project of launching the four flavors or four, or four favorite flavors that we're doing every day. Do a very simple website and make the, the list of like 80 people that we knew in the downtown club in Montreal and decide to, to for over the summer to say like guys like uh, we'll deliver juices you can order on our website and then if you like the experience pay us at the end of two months and if not you know we'll move on and that's that's what we did and then one thing led to the next and then there was enough demand to keep us busy and then we kept going and going and then uh, at one point I had to juice from 7 p.m to 2 a.m like Ralph, my partner, we're doing everything from like choosing and like website maintenance, delivering all these things. And at one point I had to decide um, what I wanted to do. And I just went full on with, with dose and then fast forward to now eight years. And we have, you know, around 50 employees and uh, we're distributed around Canada and like uh, we have an amazing team that we keep on building. So it's like, it's, it's amazing. It's not something that I had planned to, that it would end up that way, but it just happened one step at a time. And I think that's what made it for me, at least like less of like a big mountain to climb, but more of a step-by-step process that ended up being having my own company. So that's kind of like the, the journey in the nutshell. This is so amazing. And I want to take a second and hold space for you and just say like, that is so amazing that you have been able to build such an amazing company. And it's so funny because when we initially connected, I think like just seeing your name and and imagining having you on the podcast here, I was like, I've seen dose juice before. So for me, it was like, it was crazy. And also juicing is so close to my heart too, because I was born with lupus. So for me, juicing has been like a crucial thing for me to be able to kind of just reset my body when I am having a flare up. So knowing that it's such a close thing to your heart and being able to see, you know, seeing how you were able to just create this brand through like your own passion and something that was close to your heart too is so special. So with that being said, I want to ask you, you know, the name Dose Juice, like where does this come from? What was the idea behind Dose Juice? It was actually, and I can't take credit out of that. It's Raf, my partner who found the name. It was really like, we just brainstorming name. And, and I mean, being from Montreal, we wanted something that was bilingual. And then that would speak about, you know, having your daily dose of wellness. And the word dose means, it's not pronounced the same way, but it means the same thing. And it's written the same way in French. So um, it was a win-win. So daily dose of wellness um, it was, was the idea behind the name. I love that so much. And it, it's true. I feel like, you know, something that you were saying in the beginning was like getting those nutrients and stuff. And I feel like nowadays when we look into like the types of foods that we have that we eat and we don't even think of, a lot of us are like lacking nutrients, right? Oh, oh yeah. hundred percent. And I mean, that's, that's like, and it, I mean, things have improved so much ever since like we started, people are like way more educated, but I think we still need to like always remind ourselves that whatever we eat will have a direct impact on, you know, our health and to our appearance. And, and sometimes we, it's, I mean, like sometimes we want to forget about it because we like to indulge once in a while and that's normal. But I mean, it's just being really conscious of like the importance of like real vitamins and like, there's no, I mean, like multivitamins that you'll take your pill yet. Yeah, it'll take you so far, but there's nothing that will replace like, eating real vitamins that comes from your, you know, real food um, that comes from the earth. So, I mean, that's, that's the thing. That's what we have to be conscious. And 
it's when you start to like, and you have that experience too, it's when you start to like really like focus on what you eat then, and you, you know, you trial and error, what has an impact, you know, on your health and like what makes you, in my case, like flare ups or in your case as well, then you realize that you really do have control over, you know, a lot of the, you know, symptoms or even certain, you know, like um, you get sick more often or not, you get less sick, you have control over your health more than you thought. And then that's when you have this like aha moment that it becomes easier to spend that time to think about it. 100%. And it's so funny that you, you said that, you know, really just understanding that we do have control because a lot of us feel like we don't. Right. And I think that when we get back to the basics of like, what are we doing to fuel our body? That says so much. And I want to dive further into juicing, but I know there's so many things we're going to talk about in this episode. And one of them is like the business side of things. And some of the challenges that you faced when you were building this business and also trying to raise a family, which is so huge for so many women. So I want to ask you about that. Like, what were some of the challenges that you went through in the past eight years while building a family and a business? Um, so, I mean, like there's so many, like just, just the challenges of building the business alone this, like there's, there's a lot of personal challenges of like, you are faced with the unknown, the uncertainty, and like Raph and I didn't have a salary for like two years, we didn't pay ourselves. So it's like all those financial stress, it's like, it's, it really is hard on, on, on someone. I think that's when you realize that you cannot build a company on your own. And you know, like before you're talking about, oh, how amazing that, you know, I was able to build those, but it, you know, it was, it was an eye. It's like really like, you know, no one succeeds alone. And I think that's one big realization that you will, you will get when you start any projects or, or any company or anything, because you need support, whether it's like mental support or it's financial support, or it's even just, you know, having someone on your team to help you, you to make your dream come true. So I think that was one big realization, the importance of reaching out and asking for help and then and and not forgetting about your mental health at the beginning because the stress of like doing like there's no one behind you that will always say, like, oh, like this is like this is amazing what you're doing with like so little knowledge about this. Like no one like cheers you on at the beginning and, and you're the only one who can actually just be responsible for like cheering yourself up. And that's difficult, you know, especially when you transition from being an employee who has, you know, uh, reviews every year at the minimum and, and um, salaries increase and stuff like that, you can actually feel valued through that. But in, in entrepreneurship, it's like you don't have that constant feedback. Like the only feedback that you have is like your customers, but your customers, they're like so the big, huge part of your success and, and wanting you to do for it for, to go forward. But it's not everything. So that's. That to me, that was a big, big challenge. And I was able to, you know, and I still, you know, surpass in a way by just speaking to more and more people. So I think that's something that people always have to keep in mind. Don't try to do anything on your own. Just reach out as soon as possible. That will take you so much further. Um, so that that was one thing. And then after that, there's so many. I mean, like, obviously, like we touch, we can touch upon the feminist side of, of this whole story, but you know, I, my partner and is also my life partner. And 
he's a man. Um, and so I got to see really the, the contrast and the differences in, in behavior towards me versus him, you know? And we all know that as women, if you look at the statistics, like we statistically have more difficulty raising capital. There's less women getting promotion for top management, board seats and all these things. So we know in statistics, but it's rare. Or in my case, I was never confronted to see it um, like in the front row and having now like a, an equal partner next to me that was a man I was able really to see the difference in behavior so I got through a lot of like people like always assuming that he was you know the the main founder or leader of the company and I was just kind of the sideshow helping him or or you know like always being asked to take notes and he never gets asked to take notes as if like women are amazing at taking notes but I I I'm not I'm not good at taking notes and <laughs> Just things like that, even like just body language, like whenever like we met, you know, there's like some, that's not everybody, but that's instances of like top finance people, like they just always directed their body towards Raf, even we were seat seated like next to each other as if like, you know, like I'm want to get most of the response from him. And, and although like some of the projects were the, I was the one who led them completely, they always wanted to naturally revert back to him so that was hurtful for a long period of time because I mean like I said before like you have no one telling you that whatever you're doing uh as an entrepreneur is great and, and you're doing a great job so you have to rely on your self-confidence and I don't think that's been my necessarily my straight strength self-confidence so having to be faced with those challenges it hurts your confidence um so it can be it can be a challenge and I can understand how certain women don't like give up at certain point or, or or scared to push forward or become intimidated in certain situations because the sometimes the behavior of the people is like they, they act in a way assuming that you're not good enough in a way you know and that's society and all those things but that's what I found the most you know sad and challenging and and, and realize that most of the time well 99.9% of the time it had nothing to do with me you know although I tried different ways and I just wanted to I thought I should be smarter I should sit better I should speak louder I should be more confident I should do this and that always re-question myself but at one point you just go but maybe it has nothing to do with me maybe there's people are not used to see in women in my position so they, they naturally not you know not wanting to be like sexist or anything they just naturally are familiar with the rough type of people and so they just revert back to him because that makes them more comfortable and it has nothing to do with my own competences like my own abilities but more of what society has created and what we lack of seeing women like us leading companies or top management positions or being ceos and all these things so they're more accustomed to us so maybe they'll just you know treat us the same way so that was a big thing for me um working through self-confidence and then after that having kids um I mean we thankfully we have grown the company to a level that I had people that I could rely on when I had uh, Rose my first my first baby in 2019 um so it wasn't as crazy as the first years um, but it's challenging so you have to learn how to you know let go and like de delegate and and, and, you know, like try to balance, like giving some time for yourself and the baby and like be honest with the time that you want to spend and like set yourself boundaries and 
just overly communicate with your team. And, and also I'm lucky that I have a life partner. He's my work partner, but he's my life partner and he takes 50% of the load. So that's a huge thing. Like I couldn't be having 100% of caring for Rose and having to care for, for those 100%. And I don't, like, I don't know how, I don't know if this is a life I would want to live because it would be way more difficult, but I have some, you know, adv advantage of having that support in my life to be able to do both, but it's challenging. It's challenging mentally. It's challenging, you know, personally, because you have this beautiful child that you love more than anything. And then your priorities completely shift. And that's a beautiful thing, but also like you have this company that you love. And then sometimes you have this fear of missing out, you know, and you can't, you know, now like I can't uh, have meetings after 4.30, uh, between 4.30, 7.30, it's like non-negotiable. Like most of the days I have, I want to spend time with my daughter and pick her up and do the thing. And then, so you have to structure, restructure your life and optimize this. So there's challenges, there's waves, but you have to be 100% honest with yourself, what you want and what type of support system you have around you. So it's a process. And again, you said I'm pregnant again, so I'm doing it again. I'm having a second one at the, it's going to be beginning of November. So November 2nd, probably so very soon. Um, and I don't know how that's going to be, but one day at a time and just, uh, just, you know, like working with my amazing life partner to make it happen. I love this so much. And everything that you've said is so relatable on so many levels. And I think, you know, going back to first, like being able to ask, you know, for that help from Raf and being able to lean on mm -hmm. him in that way, I think is so important. And I'm so happy that you have that person that you can lean on. And I think that a lot of us women, we forget that we can ask for help and that's okay. Yeah. It doesn't make us weak if we need help. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, mm, yeah, and then it's just, and it's a partnership. It's the same way. I mean, having a kid to me was kind of similar of, of building a business with a partner. Like you have to split, like divide and conquer in a way, divide the tasks and then conquer the, the tasks together. Like, because you, you can't like, and you have to communicate and verbalize the same way as like when you build, you have a partner, like you, you have to, to kind of understand what's the strength of each of, you know, each individual and then make a game plan together to maximize like everyone's happiness. So like, like Raph is the one who cooks at home because he's better than me. So he takes that load. And then I don't mind um, doing the night routine and, and being the one on the night watch, but in the morning, he's a morning person. I'm not. So anything, you know, before 7 a.m., he takes care of it and he takes care of the breakfast. So, you know, we really worked a game plan that worked with their personalities. And then, you know, there's no such thing as like the daycare calling just um, me or, 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 you know, or doctors or whatever. Like we make it clear that there's two numbers. And if I don't answer, it's it's rough after because sometimes you'll see like the, the reflex of, of certain places is just to always call the mom first, you know, right. as if she's the most knowledgeable. So then you end up always taking the call and then going picking up the kid because um, she or he is sick. But then like that should also be like 50, like 50 percent of the time it's me, 50 percent of the time it's you. Right. So, so it's, it's constantly making sure. And like, like you said, like verbalizing and then asking for help, like it doesn't, it does, it, there's no reason why it should just fall on your shoulders. And then there's no, and each individual is different as well. So don't assume that the way you do things will be the same with your partner, but he can add, 
she or he can add value in different ways, you know? I love that so much. And I think it's, it's so true. And we sometimes like forget that sexism, it can go both ways. Right. Mm -hmm. So when you said that about, you know, like, don't forget, like there is the other person. And I think a lot of the times, like we automatically assume like a father can't pull his weight in a situation. And it's like, no, that's, that's a parent too. And I think the more that we fall to these, like, I guess you could say, um, gender kind of standards or things Mm -hmm. that have been put out. It's, it just keeps reinforcing the things that have been so outdated and that we've worked so hard to kind of break. And I want to talk about that, like this whole sexism thing that you've gone through. And first of all, say it's, you're not alone because so many Mm -hmm. of us have gone through that, whether it be jumping on a meeting and, you know, you're the only woman in a room, so you're kind of not treated the same or whatever the case is. So, you know, with that being said, first thing I want to know is, was that weird for Raph in that situation? Did he see that? And was he like, okay, this is actually happening. Like, this is a thing. So a lot of men don't know. Yeah. I think he was as shocked as I was because like it, I, like I studied finance. And so in my class, there was like a lot of guys and a lot of girls too. So it's like, it was not an environment that that I could, like, I didn't feel like it's almost like at university, I didn't necessarily feel that sexism was still an issue, at least not to that extent. I just felt it was like something we had to protect, but not necessarily something that we needed to continue to work on. And then that's the shock I think like we I got when I was facing this situation, like, oh, okay. And like obviously in the in the last few years, like it was a worldwide shock of as many things that happened. We made realize that we had a lot of work to do, but but at the beginning of, of dose, it's not something that I was thinking about. And I quickly realized that it is a major issue. And it was the same thing for Raf. Like in many situations, like he just froze. And I did too. I think like there were times in like, there's an example of like uh, a finance person who like a potential investors that obviously we didn't take uh, great partners now, but um, that just in front of Raf just asked me, oh, is Jen any good? Like I was next, I mean, in front of me, I was next to Raf and I had just finished a pitch. And he kind of just like, kind of like in a normal, like uh, matter of fact way, is Jen any good? Oh my god! And gosh. then I was like, is that, I'm like, is that, is it me? Like, it's kind of weird. I don't think you asked that. And I'm like, okay, hopefully he's going to ask me if Raph is any good. Well, obviously he, he didn't. Like, and I was just like, and we just came out and be like, whoa, that, that wasn't great, was it? And I was like, no. And then like, we didn't on the spot, we both didn't react. And it's like, and there's other instances that happened. We just like, and it's kind of like now, like we kind of have to build ourselves kind of a speech or reaction because it, it is shocking. You're just like, and you're not sure. You're like, is it me? Or this is like not acceptable or, or even things now when I had a kid, it's like comments of like people being surprised that, um, Raf would take some time off to take care of the kids. And like, even now, like one of the main thing that's important for me is like having split parental leave, because I think that's one major thing that will help equality as well in the workforce. If we both take <clears throat> or have the options or truly have the options to take uh, pat leave. And people right. sometimes ask the question, oh, but can Raf um, leave the business for four months? And I was like, well, you didn't, like, I I have to leave the company for that. And you didn't ask me if I could. So you're, are you assuming that he's 
more important than I am in the business. You know, it's like I, certain things like that. And even like things like, uh, oh, so Raf is going to take care like every, for the transition of me coming back, like he's going to every Thursday, Friday is taking care of the kids so I can take calls and do um, uh, director's meeting. And people are like, oh, wow. So you're taking care. Oh, well, thank times have changed I'm like times have changed (laughs) what and it's like so many things and you just like and so yes like I think Raph like learn as as much as me about it and realize that he he himself needed to to step up in certain situation and like he helps me a lot like with self-confidence so like that's one way helping me in in situation he he just goes you can call Jen or just she's the one like reminding people of like don't call me about this. It's Jen who's the owner. Like she's gonna like fine or just like in conversations like um well it's it, like it's it's Jen's department so she's gonna answer that like making sure like or they interrupt me like he just reverts back or sometimes he would say you're like in mid conversation and start talking to Raf and say like oh your company what are you gonna do with your company and say oh well our company and their game plan uh, Jen can tell you about it like. Just reminding people, like, of, like, well, in situation, like, subtly kind of saying, like, you know, you, it's not my company, it's our company. So just include this person that's uh, 50% involved and responsible for the future. So, like, he tries his best. But one thing he definitely did is, like, endorse the fact that at Dos and last year, we decided to make feminism part of our values because we just realized that we needed to really concentrate on that issue and then internally like we made sure that we have 50 we're always equally represented in every level of you know management from operations and we also do education to our staff because there are instances where you know comments of like when I'm being assertive or obviously like being the CEO like I have to you know give directives or be assertive and whatever and people will make comments of like oh for, for sure like Jen's the one wearing the pants and like she's leading RAF and stuff like that stuff that they wouldn't say if it was Raph that would, you know, have taken, like be assertive and talk. They'd say she's just being a businessman and Jen's probably just a side show, you know? So this like, disconnect between the two perception, like we had to address that and, and, and like people analyzing me way more than, than Raph in meetings. It's another things that we had to, to address. So like we're doing education in, in our business and it's important because then we're just, bring awareness and people realize that you know we have to we have to work on it and we have to change so that's how he became very and he has a he we have a daughter together so that was also very important that became even more important for him to make sure that she wouldn't face what I what I faced how amazing is that like I want to say first of all I think we all need wrath to come into (laughs) our places and give these lessons because that like just projecting things back to you or like giving you back that power, I think is huge in so many situations. And I think that in general, when you have this happening in any workplace, it's so important to not be a bystander and just allow it to happen Mm -hmm. because then it will continue to happen. So having that partner, and I'm sure this is like hundred percent, even more so for him, because you're not only like his work partner, you're his wife, you're the mother of his yeah. children that he doesn't want you to go through that. And he, he really understands when you talk to him about these things. Right. So I think that this is huge. And I love that so much about 
dose that you guys have really made feminism one of your core values. So, I mean, like even when I was chatting with your PR girl, Maddie, who is amazing and I love her and I need to put that in this episode because she's so (laughs) great. Um, She's amazing. (laughs) She honestly is. But when she was talking to me a little bit about that and how feminism is one of these core values, like girl, I literally fell in love with your brand so much more because I think that it just brings that whole connection to that mission into something that, you know, not only like, is this, you're not the only founder you have Rav, but feminism is still a value and you have both a man and a woman running that, that is so powerful, you know? Yeah. And, and even like, I mean, Rav is the one who, who suggested that we do like, or in French, when we do a posting, like natural, like what people are used to is like, you write everything on like, as a, the, the gender, like the man voice, if you will. So like, um, we say everything, he, 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 he. And then we said we used uh, the masculine um, pronouns as to simplify the text. So that's been the way that it's been done forever in the French language. And then we just, you know, started to see stats and the fact that, you know, a woman who doesn't meet 100% of the skills that she reads on a job posting will most likely not apply versus a man like, and I don't remember exactly numbers, but it's say he has two skills out of the five, he will apply. You know, and then we're like, so, so then what if we just started doing or French posting with, you know, the she and then just using the gen- like the feminine gender as to simplify text and just saying the same thing, but revert it on its heads. And maybe like sh- when she is looking at job posts, she might feel slightly more unconsciously empowered by that. And if she doesn't have 100% of the skills, because, you know, like anytime you hire someone, you realize that, yes, you may have made lists of certain skills that you want, but then it's when there's a fit, there's, you know, there's, there's so many other factors. So it's not a perfect science, the posting. So we want women to apply, even though they don't have 100% of the skills. So we, he said, like, let's just put it, you know, in the feminine voice, and it's what happens. And, and we win on both ends. So like we, we may encourage women to apply more. And if a man applies, because he's probably naturally a feminist, because he does, he's not distracted or, or scared or turned off by the fact that it just uses another voice, but it's just, you know, to simplify text. So then we get the type of candidates that we want. So that was all I said, suggestions and I loved it. And we ran with it ever since and, and, and it's been great. So it's like little things that can make a, a difference. I love that so much and such a unique way to like incorporate feminism into your brand. Like I've never heard of that before. So that is so amazing. And um, you're right. Like, I feel like any man who does apply, he will be like naturally a feminist, which is so cool. This is honestly so amazing. I'm so like, I love talking to you about this because I feel like this is one of our main content pillars, but like something that I'm so passionate about too is feminism. And I love that you guys have done this so much and I've really made this one of your core values. And I want to talk a little bit more about juicing too, and ask you like back to juicing, like what are some of the benefits of drinking a cold pressed juice? Let's talk about this. If I go back to when I was making the juices, it's like, you you just, it's just, you have like one or two pounds of kale that, you know, you there's so many vitamins in it, but then like the idea of eating like three bowls of salad to, to consume that one or two pounds of kale is like sometimes too much, especially in the winter. I mean, you're cold, you want to have soup or pasta or anything else other than raw food. So 
So then just juicing becomes the perfect answer of like compounding such a large amount of produce into a easy to consume format and juice. So that's the whole initial concept of juicing. And then, then the question becomes what, how can I make the juice with the highest concentration of nutrients um, that will, that I'll be able to consume wherever I go. And I don't, it's, and then the nutrients are not lost after 30 minutes, all those things. So then it's all comes down to the technique you use, the machine you use and all these things. So that's where cold press comes along. It's kind of like the technique where there's no, the minimal amount of heat, minimal amounts of, of air that gets in touch with, with the product. So then you reduce um, as much as possible the, 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 the nutrients that get killed and usually most processes. And then if you buy a juice at a supermarket, most of the time it's pasteurized and heat just is the enemy of enzymes. So it kills it and then it uh, will decrease largely the amount of vitamins that's naturally present in the juice. So then you end up with just water and taste and and most of the time you have to add back vitamins so cold press was the answer of like how can we make a product that actually has vitamins that will bring me value and that will kind of help me consume the vitamins that are contained in a large amount of fruit and vegetables without having to eat like three settings of salads every day so that's that's the whole and that's how, why i got into it and then and that's the whole concept and after that the benefits it's like to me, like I don't drink coffee, so that replaces coffee hundred percent. And when you drink it, it just, it just almost feels like it becomes addictive. It almost feels like you've done something good for your body and you can start your day. And it's like, I've just ticked off and I've just consumed like, depending on the juice, but like pretty much everything I need in vitamin A, uh, some irons and uh, vitamin K, like, you know, a large amount of vitamins that you don't necessarily think about. And then we don't eat because then when you think about the rest of your day, like you'll eat probably a lot of what we call brown food, like bread, pasta or, or cooked food that is really lacking vitamins. And that's causing you to have, you know, cravings for sugar or fats in the afternoon because your body's trying to tell you that you need some vitamins, but obviously cannot tell you you need vitamin C or whatever. So we'll make you want to eat more. So then what if you just add more nutrient dense foods and when you add a juice, then most likely you will reduce your cravings. And so that's also a trick I tell people, like if you want to go grocery shopping, but you're hungry, just grab a juice before half an hour before. And then you, the way you're going to shop is going to be way different. Like, trust me, like, Hey, you're not going to buy like, everything that would satisfy a craving will have less craving and then you'll be like satisfied. So you'll just like start choosing healthier foods. And the more you add, and that's the whole concept of juicing as well. Like it's about adding to your diet and not taking out. So the more you add of the goods, the more naturally the bad will fall out. And that's more mentally stable thing to do than thinking about what you shouldn't eat. It's more about focusing on what you should eat. And I think it's, as women, it's even healthier to, to just be in that mindset. So add a juice to your day and then and you'll see like you'll be naturally attracted to like greens and, and more vegetables. Like I walk like in the grocery store and I see the kale, and especially when they sprinkle the water on it. And like I salivate like I, I'm like I <laughs> want it. And like I it's probably because, like you know, of all the green juice I drink on a daily basis, but it's just a sign. So it's like, you're more nourished. You're just taking the vitamins that you need. And, and then you're just 
your diet will naturally push you. It will naturally push you again, naturally push you towards healthier choices. So it's just, it's more to me, not like a natural way of taking care of your health versus like being too strict or, or taking out a restrictive, you know? I love that so much. And I want to like, first of all, go back to when you were talking about the machines, because I had no idea that different juicers are like, you'll get a different quality of juice. And it's so funny because I think for me, like I juiced for a really long time, but I've never paid attention to the machine type. So you're right. I do have one of those machines from the store and they do get super hot. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think besides that, it's also so time consuming. So Mm -hmm. this thought of being able to have these juices literally delivered to your door and they're, they're done for you and done correctly. And you're really getting the most out of them is so crazy to me. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, cause like at the end of the day, I mean, you can make your juice at home, but like you, you have to drink it faster and like you can't make it in advance. So everything becomes more complicated for you to have this fit into your busy lifestyle. So then it goes back to like, and, and that's, you know, as, as time goes and as, as those grows, we realize how important it is to like, you can't just like tell people, like people know what to do to take care of their health. That's not the problem. People just like their life, like they're people lead busy lives and passionate lives and they have dreams and like projects and we want people to continue to have, they not have families and we want you to have it all. Like we want to have it all. So how can we make health, like healthy eating accessible? So then it doesn't become a burden. It's not something to add to your to-do list. Like I already know that your to-do list is full. So like I don't want to add any anxiety to your life. I want to take it away. And, and, and especially again, like we're, we're more and more brand dedicated to making products, you know, by women for women. And I think we already have this like mental constant mental list of things to do. So I just don't want you to, to just, I want to take things out of your to-do list, not to add them. So that's, and that was the reason for me why I created those. So I think it resonates with people and that's, every product that we create, that's what we have in mind. Like we don't want you to read three books to understand like what you need to consume. We want to like, we'll read those three books. We'll make you products that will help you just live your life, break the glass ceiling for us. Keep, you know, being a boss lady and then we'll take care of of your health as much as we can. I love that so much. And you're right. It is a lot of anxiety thinking about cleaning a juicing machine. So I highly recommend just getting your juices from dose and then you don't have to worry about it. Um, I did want to ask you too, Genevieve, was there a reason why organic? Is there a really big difference? And what are the benefits of choosing organic? It was, I mean, organic was something that was always important for us. Like from the start, it was not even like a question. It was more like, or juice will be organic because the benefit, I mean, the big difference between a juice and the smoothies, like in the juice, the goal of the juice is kind of to be like a multivitamin. So you want to, to squeeze out of the, the, the fiber of the produce, like every nutrient that's in it. So you can consume the equivalent, the equivalent of like two pounds of fruit and vegetables versus smoothies. If you put the same amount of produce that I need to make you a 300 ml juice into a, like a, a blender, it will make you three smoothies that you have to, to, to consume. So it's like, if I extract such a large amount of nutrients in your juice, 
um, I'm extracting all the good and the bad, right? So you have um, vegetables that are known and they're part of what they call the dirty dozen where they absorb a lot of the pesticides that are put on them when you do non-organic uh, farming. So then obviously I'm gonna juice the pesticide and put it back into your juice, which you're gonna consume and it's gonna go in your system. So for us, it was kind of like, it didn't make sense to make a juice that would be highly nutritious, but potentially would concentrate a lot of the pesticides into a juice. So when we were advocating health, it didn't make sense. So at the beginning, that was the whole idea. And then we can, it's, and it's strongly what we believe. And especially now that I have a kid, like it's like super important for me for what she consumes. And, and like, we're so animate about um, green juices and green vegetables a lot of them are part of the dirty dozen of the ones that absorb the most pesticides. So we couldn't make, you know, juices with, with the chance of just making you consume more of what we want you to consume less. And then after that, it just evolved into the environment. Like the more that you get involved into organic farming and then you like with the size of business now that we're able to actually buy like entire crops of local organic farmers and, and you just, get close to these people and you get close to the way they they grow it and you realize that they actually keep our air or bees or water clean um everything that impacts our entire community and not just your health but like the health of the soil and 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 your environment so then then you just become we just became even more pro-organic for that reason and now part of our mission is to with our purchasing power to be able to convince other farmers to, to transition from conventional to organic. So we have more and more access to organic uh, food and vegetables locally that we can use in our produce for once. And then after that, it, we just want to keep cleaning our air and our water and keep our bees alive for, for future generations and in our kids. So it's a both a win-win thing for us. It was for one for the health and now it's also a lot for the economy and the environment. I love that so much. And it sounds like you guys are such a mission driven company and you can see that in every way that you're doing everything right down to your core values to, you know, the way that you actually buy these vegetables to create these cold pressed juices. So this is so amazing. And I'm like, so inspired. And now you have me ready to only shop organic. So <laughs> you've inspired one more person today. And I want to ask you too. So one thing you were talking about was that smoothie situation and, you know, really talking about when we look at these juices, how many juices do you need a day? Is it only one? I mean, like there's, it's the same thing you can ask, like how many fruit and vegetables I'm supposed to eat in a day. And like, they started by telling us like minimum five and then they went up to eight and then they realized there's no such thing as negative benefits of, of eating more fruit and vegetables. So it's the same thing. Like, obviously like, it's just like, you can, there's a limit of like how many juice you probably want to drink in the day, but I always like try to tell people like two a day is a good amount because like I said, I said again, like I don't drink coffee. So it's the first thing I'll drink. I'll drink the yogi, the hundred percent green vegetable one that gets me started. And then the afternoon, I always have one for like to prevent any afternoon crash and like to make sure I'm fully nourished and, and continue to make the right decisions in my day. So to me, it's like, that's a good balance, but I'd say a minimum, like one, one a day, but there's no, especially like, 
obviously if you only drink like or we have um, we have 100 fruit juice like i would say like try to get different types that will bring you different vitamins because all the vegetables that exist have different concentration of vitamins that are important um, to consume but if you if you want to have one juice that you consume on it you should consume on a daily basis it's definitely our green juices because guarantee that you don't consume enough raw green vegetables in um, your, your daily life versus the amount of probably fruits that you consume. So for us, like fruits is a vehicle to your to vegetables to make you more accustomed to, to the taste. But what we really want you to drink is your vegetables. That's amazing. And I, I feel like just even thinking about this and like you were saying, it's not a bad thing to do more, I think is huge. And the way that you do your routine, having that one in the afternoon, I think is so nice because you're right. Like it's just that little bit of a pick me up, I think, which is amazing. And I guess I, I also wanted to ask you, you know, what your fate is, is the green one, your favorite juice. <laughs> and there's two things like I'm, a, I'm obsessed with uh, right now is like, are you, well, I mean, I've been obsessed with Yogi for the longest time and, and Yogi again, is like hundred percent green juice. So like, there's no fruit, there's only lemon in it. So it was a juice that we've introduced like probably like five years ago, if not more. And we called it Yogi because we realized it was really like niche. So like really like yoga studios type of people that would consume it, but it grew. And then people now are probably as addicted as we are to it. And, it, and it's a acquired taste, but once you're hooked, you're hooked. So for me, like yogi is like, I, I cannot live without it. I kind of need it to, for my body. And then the second thing that obsesses me is our shot. Like we, we've had this shot, the ginger turmeric shot for um, probably two years now. And it helped me through my pregnancies. Like when I, for, during my first trimester, I would take, it's like a 16 ml bottle and I would dilute it into my water because it has ginger in it obviously and then ginger helps you with nausea but like you cannot I was like the all people tell me oh just like uh, eat you're supposed to eat like a ginger root and it will help you with with the uh, feeling sick and I was like who wants to chew <laughs> on a piece of ginger like no thank you and that's so that's a great option so you I have like a mason jar of water I put like a third of a ginger turmeric um, lemon and black pepper um, shot and then it just makes the flavor of water and I love it and I drink that throughout the day and otherwise I just drink it straight and I just love the like mix of like strong and acidic taste it's just perfect and it whenever I'm having like bloating or digestive problems I always feels like it helps so that's like a go-to product that I'm obsessed with so those are my two <laughs> I love that so much. And they are so yummy, by the way. <laughs> so I just Thank have you. to say that, um, I, this has been so juicy. I keep saying no mm -hmm. pun intended, but I can't think of a better word <laughs> for this episode. It really has been so juicy. I've got one last question for you, Genevieve, and it's mm -hmm. what is your favorite boss girl quote and why? I think it's like anything regarding with believing in yourself. It might be cheesy, but like it's not, and it's probably not a quote, but for me, it's like, I, like I said, I struggle with self-confidence and then that, and if I hadn't had Raph to like, tell me like how, like reminding me of my, my abilities and, and my strength and my intelligence that I was good and I could do it. Like I could have given up. And then it makes me sad to think that it could happen to other women. Like I said, so I, like one of my main message is like, always, always remember that you can actually do it. And like, 
and really just always believe in yourself and like it doesn't matter like what other people think and and remember that like there's like this concept of like the water bottle like think about a water bottle like you can buy a water bottle for like 90 cents in like a store right? like a dollar store you can buy that same water bottle in like a hotel for like five dollars and and on a plane it could be seven dollars so the analogy is like your worth is not necessarily dictated by you know like it's like it's a question of perception if you're if somebody does not value at your at the value that you should be valued it's because you're at the wrong spot just find your airplane and just get the value you deserve so a lot has nothing to do with you like just believe in your own capacity and just make sure you're surrounded by the right people and the right environment and whatever you do just sell it or, or be with people that value your work at the value that it should be so if and if they don't it's not because it's you it's because you're at the wrong place and with the wrong people so just believe in yourself oh my gosh Genevieve I'm literally crying right now <laughs> like I've never heard of that before and it's so powerful because it even goes right down to like no matter what your past is no matter where you've come from if you've come from a family who maybe was never entrepreneurs they didn't have any yeah. money sense right it yeah. doesn't matter just because you were placed in one spot doesn't mean you can't find your airplane so yeah. oh my goodness that was so good I'm literally crying right now I really <laughs> my tears away. <laughs> I swear this has been such an amazing episode. Thank you so much, Genevieve. I want to ask you where we can stay connected with you. Any exciting things that are coming with Doge Juice and all of the stuff? Well, you can um LinkedIn. I'm, I my team wants to be, I want to be more active and I'm more active recently, but like you can follow me on LinkedIn. So Genevieve Brousseau Provence. Um, probably write it, but it's like write those juice and Genevieve Brousseau and you'll find it however you spell it. Um, otherwise, like through those at those shoes, like I usually do stories and stuff like that. So you can follow me there. Um, and for those, like we have more products to come. So in the next uh, few weeks, we'll have a, a, something to announce in, in, in a new product. So stay tuned for that. It will show up on our social media and obviously our website. And January, there's another launch and there'll be another launch in four months after that. So good, exciting products that again, have you in mind and the environment in mind. So we're very excited about it. So stay tuned. How amazing is that? I think there's so much that first of all, there's so many exciting things. Everybody needs to stay connected with Genevieve. And if you are listening to this episode, when it comes out, we've actually collaborated with Dose Juice and we are giving away something very juicy on our Instagram. And we've listed a coupon code for you in the show notes. So we will link everything for you there, as well as Genevieve's information. Please feel free to reach out to her and don't forget to take a screenshot of this episode, share it to your Instagram stories. Let us know what your biggest takeaway was. And of course, take both of us that way we can share in this moment with you. Thank you so much, Genevieve, for being here with us. We love you and appreciate you and are so excited and happy to have you a part of our family. Oh, I love you back. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Of course. And we hope that you babes enjoyed this episode. So remember that you are beautiful, confident, capable, and worthy of whatever your heart desires. We love you social babes, and we will see you in the next episode until next time. Stay social. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Hey Social Babes podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure that you share it to your Instagram stories and tag us. That way we can share the love. 
But before you go, if you are craving to be part of a girl gang that's all about growing and glowing together, the sorority club is totally for you. We have jam-packed this membership with everything that you need to stay inspired and accountable throughout your entire journey to becoming the powerful social babe that you were born to be. Follow the link in our show notes for more information and use the code HeySocialBabes at checkout to join for just $7 for your first month. We hope to see you on the inside, babe. Until next time, stay social.